Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning and welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm the Director of Community Outreach. I talked before about a great book I read called High Impact Life by Peter Oches. He talks about finding your purpose and your passion and then using that in your everyday life to make a big impact on those around you. And I think both of my guests today embody this philosophy, each in their own way. I met my first guest, Kimberly Krieger, about four months ago. A mutual friend suggested we meet because she knew we had a shared passion of connecting with people. We hit it off immediately because of our faith and our desire to make a difference in the lives of others. You know you've made a real connection with someone when you can talk and talk and talk (laughs) without realizing the time passing, right? Kimberly is the founder of the Fellowship of Extraordinary Women, or FEW International, She is an international speaker and author and actually has two companion books called The Identity Effect, which was released in November, and A Few Words on Your Identity in Christ, the companion book. Both are actually number one new releases on Amazon. Woohoo! Congratulations! (laughs) Yay! In addition to that, she is the Wisconsin representative of a nonprofit called He Knows Your Name. Welcome to the show today, Kimberly. Thank you for having me, Jill. You are so welcome. I'm excited (laughs) for people to learn about all the wonderful things you do. And there are so many things that you're involved in and that you're passionate about. You're one busy lady. Yes. So let's start out with how we met. So a mutual friend told me that I should meet you. They're like, you've got to meet Kimberly Krieger. She's fantastic. And you guys would hit it off, which we did. (laughs) Um, But you need to meet with her to learn more about the Fellowship of Extraordinary Women. So why don't you just take a few minutes to tell us about FEW and why you're so passionate about it. Thank you for asking about FEW, Jill. I could talk all day about FEW, but I know we have a time limit here. So (laughs) (laughs) this won't be like one of our lunches. FEW is really an extension of my call. I really believe that. It's an extension of what I'm on this earth for, and that is to empower women to live extraordinary lives and tell their stories. And we do that three different ways. We offer monthly membership, we publish women's stories, and we train women up in leadership coaching and we offer special events like intimate retreats and uh, just different weekend events that transform a woman not only in her personal development and growth but in her spiritual development and growth and few has been my main pursuit now for about five years in that time we have helped countless women step into the life that they were really designed to live. And And many of them are authors of the book, right? Yes. Many of them author our books. We do collaborative works on different topics, and women are able to contribute a chapter or write eight or ten devotions in a devotional and get their feet wet as an author. Um, And it seems like a small thing to contribute a chapter or write eight or ten devotions, but I've watched these women just soar in confidence, step into their purpose. Suddenly they're public speakers. Suddenly they're meeting with people one-on-one to encourage them and uplift them. Uh, Their websites are up and running. I mean, I just am watching it. I watch women be reborn Mm. in their purpose, in their individual unique purposes, and it's just been a thrill. I am so blessed to be a part of this movement that God is doing amongst women today. 
And I'm so blessed to have met you because now I'm a FEW member. Yes, you are. And uh, we're actually going to be hosting the FEW meetings at Ellen Becker Investment Group in our education center. So people can learn more about that. Uh, We'll give more information about that later as well. But um, so wonderful organization, worth checking out for sure. Um, But you're also the Wisconsin representative for a nonprofit called He Knows Your Name. Uh, he knows your name is a nonprofit that gives children dignity and honor in death by celebrating their life. He knows your name honors every baby by giving them a name if they weren't given one, and has the mission to be life givers of hope, redemption, and newfound joy. Sounds wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kimberly, where does this love for babies come from? <laughs> Tell us your fascinating story. Well, I'll go back to when I was young. I had an aunt who had 10 children, and we'd go to visit her, and my sisters dubbed me the baby hog. This is true. <laughs> I would I would not share the babies. I would I had to be holding the babies. I would go wake the babies up from their naps. Like that. Now that I'm a mom, I'm like, I can't believe I did that to my poor aunt. <laughs> but I would be like, oh, the baby was awake. I mean, I was totally lying. And so um, I have loved babies from the get-go, and what I didn't know then when I was being the baby hog was that I would go on to have 12 children. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Say that again because people are not going to believe that. (laughs) I know. I hardly believe it. I believed it on Thanksgiving when 11 of the 12 were at my house. Oh, my goodness. Um, So, yes, I have 11 biological children, one stepson, and um, one of my sons is in in Afghanistan, which is why we just had 11 on Thanksgiving. But Mm. now my children are not babies. My youngest is 13. My oldest is 31. And now they're making babies that I get to hog. So, so you're not only a mama, but you're a grandmama. <laughs> yes, and but you get I don't to... allow them to call me that. Child. Oh, okay, no, okay. What's call, your name? They, Mimi or um, Nuna my, or Nana? My first grandson named me Nani. So <laughs> he got go. to he got to call me whatever baby talk came out of his mouth, and that's what stuck. So <laughs> I'm Nani. Nani Kimby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, now one of, them, one of them nicknamed me Nan. So, like, <laughs> everybody gets a nickname. Nani has even got a nickname. It's Nan. Hey, Nan. That's what they call me. So it's Hey, Nani, Nani, Nani. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, sorry. I digress. Um, well, so let's get back to He Knows Your Name. How did you learn about He Knows Your Name? And then why did you decide to get involved with them? Yeah. So... Part of what I do through FEW, I, I'm really passionate about giving women a platform, not just the written works that we publish, but we have a podcast. And our podcast is called Coffee with Kim. My co-host and uh, podcast producer is uh, Heather Taylor, a longtime friend and fellow author. And we feature women's stories. So we've had many women who have not authored few books and are not members of few come on the show because their stories are extraordinary. I believe that extraordinary women need a platform. And so we've created this for that purpose. And that's how I got to meet Linda Zanacco. She is the founder of He Knows Your Name. And um, she's actually a sister of one of my authors. And uh, my one of our authors, Jane Guffey, introduced me to Linda uh, virtually. She lives in Indiana. And I said, I've got to get you on my podcast. So get her on and she begins to tell her story and we're all crying and by the way our podcast is also recorded on video so you can see it on YouTube oh, so we're crying so on ugly video crying ugly and, crying yeah, yeah. because she's talking about what she's doing for these babies and you know to say that um, it moved me is an understatement but it didn't move me to action 
and I think that's an important thing for your listeners, Jill. Just because you're moved doesn't mean you're moved to action. You know, this show, if I can get on a soapbox for a minute. Go ahead. (laughs) Your show is, it exists to move people to action. So I just want to say a little plug for all the other guests you're ever going to have on this show after me. If you're moved, take action. If, don't just be moved emotionally. Be moved in your hands and feet because that's what the world needs. The world doesn't need, you know, women crying with boxes of tissue on a podcast. The world needs women and men who are out there using their resources, their connections, uh, their wealth, or even just their know-how to make a difference. Mm. So um, I was moved just emotionally at first. I I interviewed her midway uh, 2018. And just shortly after the turn of the calendar in 2019, I woke up one morning to a dream. And in the dream, I was advocating for babies in Wisconsin. I was at a board meeting in this dream saying, I am going to do this. And I was announcing it to my board. And they were like, cool. And they, I mean, it was a very informal meeting in the dream because they were like, thumbs up, you know. And I was like, all right, I have their support. And I just, I felt at that time um, that I had something to bring to the table. It wasn't much, but I was moved to action. And that's how I got started. I reached out to Linda and said, hey, so far I've just interviewed you in a podcast, but now I want to partner with you. Yeah, And she it's was, important to tell people that, you know, the, sometimes you just need, you don't have to, to work 24-7 with a cause. If you have correct. something to give, that will be honored and that will be blessed. Oh, absolutely. Right? And I don't have a lot of time and room on my plate. But she just said, I will tell you whatever you need to know. She said, I will back you with resources. Every state in this country has similar problems that we've had in Indiana, which is how she got her start. And she said, any advocates, I will, I'll take it. And so uh, okay. that's how I got my start. I was like, teach me Yoda, because I don't know what. <laughs> she, she's amazing. She literally, I can't read a card from her without crying, because she's what she mm. does is so honoring of of infants. Well, tell us, um, you know, what are some of the things that, that he knows your name does specifically then. Okay. Well, Linda got her start in 2009 when she opened up a, a, a link on, on her computer to learn that a baby had been abandoned in a dumpster in Indianapolis. And mm-hmm. the way she says it is she looked at that news article and said, a dumpster is not a grave and a diaper is not burial clothing. Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. one woman and there was one baby and God just said, what will you do for that life? And she made a call, and she called the medical examiner's office, and she asked to claim the baby. And from that time, 2009, it's been 10 years, she has adopted in death 20 infants. Mm, She has named them, clothed them, buried them, and honored them. Mm. And when you get around her and you hear these stories, you're just like, the honor is palpable. I've just never seen or heard anything like it. And and even if you don't love babies like me, if you love life, you can't be, you can't not be moved. And so she began to adopt these babies, and that led to many, many more things that He Knows Your Name does. Mm, wow. What a story, right? I can imagine. I would have gone through a, a whole box of tissues, I'm sure, had I been <laughs> listening to that podcast. My goodness. Um, well, the question that I have then is, is there something that can help 
before such a tragedy occurs. You know, there's something called the safe haven law. If you're not familiar with what that is, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Kimberly's going to tell us what that is and if Wisconsin is one of the states that has adopted it. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with international speaker and author, Kimberly Krieger. Kimberly is also founder of the Fellowship of Extraordinary Women, or FEW, as well as being the Wisconsin representative for the nonprofit He Knows Your Name. So I just want to say that today's topic of discussion, it's about children. We love talking about children. They're our future after all. But unfortunately, there are kids who are abandoned in life or death and some parents who experience a loss. Now, I'm not saying the children are lost because they are not. We know where they are, right? They have a permanent home that God has prepared for them. But we want to focus on what's being done this side of heaven. So what are some of the wonderful things people are doing so that there are options for parents when it comes to the future of their child? You know, what are, what are some things that people like you getting involved with, he knows your name, um, what types of things are happening so parents know that there's their kid has a future? Well, um, that's a great question. And, and uh, before the break, we talked briefly about the safe haven law. What people don't recognize is that there is a law that provides for a mother to surrender her baby uh, legally without fear of prosecution. And so baby abandonment does not need to happen. There's There's actually legal a protected recourse for a mother who says, I had this baby, but I, I can't keep this baby. And um, what that looks like in all 50 states, it has been legal since 2001 to surrender your infant. It, and the time frame is varies state by state. In the state of Wisconsin, you have 72 hours to surrender your baby unharmed. And that has to be one of three ways. It has to be a first responder, a police officer, fire department, or hospital staff. So, you know, picture a mom going into a hospital and giving her baby or a fire department or a police department. And um, what what our concern at He Knows Your Name is, is currently with this, the advent and the arise of um, cell phones and social media and how most people, especially younger people, are doing everything behind a screen. Mm. We have a great concern about how many young mothers will walk into one of those places, look another human in the eye and say, here's my baby. And so one of the things that He Knows Your Name has been doing to help prevent baby abandonment is working with another organization called Safe Haven Baby Boxes. Safe Haven Baby Boxes is founded by Monica Kelsey, who was an abandoned baby. Mm. And Monica's mission is to install these boxes in fire departments all over the country. I believe they're in five different states now. And there's a, they're a place that a mother can anonymously surrender her infant. An alarm is triggered. The, the moment a baby is set in that baby box, as soon as the box is closed, it's locked, so nobody can come and take the baby. And this is at a fire department where they're trained 
and what to do when they hear that alarm. And so the reason why we're advocating for these baby boxes, particularly in Wisconsin, is because we are concerned that young people are not going to surrender their baby legally and safely to another person face to face. Mm. My kids are afraid to go ask for sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm the kind of mom that says, you know, if you want the sweet and sour sauce, honey, you're going to find the courage, right? Yes, yeah. But not every mom is doing that. <laughs> and even if my child could go up to the counter and ask for their condiments, surrendering your baby is I mean, I can't even imagine. I was a teen mom. And um, that, that's probably another reason why this is so important to me and why I'm so passionate about it. Uh, because when you're faced with all the emotion of being a mom and, and not being ready and not being equipped, it clouds your view, it clouds your vision. And so we've got a really big problem here in the state of Wisconsin, and it's really a lack of education. People don't know that the safe haven law exists, and it's also um, a lack of these baby boxes. And this is an easy fix. All we have to do is extend our safe haven law to allow for these baby boxes. Um, but it kind of fell flat when I began to, um, you know, call on some of my connections. And actually, we, we had a really a lot of help from Senator Coenga, but he found no support on the floor. So wow. we need to rally people in the state of Wisconsin. This is just a matter of extending a law. It's not writing a new law. And these baby boxes are funded. It's a nonprofit. So there was concern about mandating something that didn't have funding. You know what? Don't worry about the funding. Just mandate it. And people like me who care and are passionate are going to figure out the funding piece, right? Yeah. You know, and so um, Linda's been working with Monica, and the other organization she's working with is uh, Cuddle Cots, the Cuddle Cot Company, and those are temperature controlled baby. Um, beds for when there is infant loss in the hospital. And those temperature-controlled beds allow families to keep their infant in the room as long as they'd like mm. after the baby's passed because there is a concern about the amount of time that passes once the baby is no longer alive. Mm. And the cuddle cots are temperature-controlled so that the baby could stay with family members. Family members could come and visit. And mm. so, again, it's honoring the life of an infant that was so brief. And that's what's so beautiful about He Knows Your Name, Cuddle Cuts, and Safe Haven Baby Boxes. It's honoring the lives of these babies. And when I was, when I woke up from that dream, I felt that surge of take action, do this. I felt that call to action internally. And of course, like anyone would, I, I thought, why me? And why now? Like, why? This is so random. And my plate is very full. I have 12 children, five grandchildren. I'm married. I own two businesses, you know. And I was like, Lord, why me? And he said so clearly, who, who better to advocate for the babies than the baby hawk? <laughs> but then the next thing he said to me was, what if one what if you save one life mm. and that one life turns out to be the next George Washington Carver or Abraham Lincoln or I mean Martin Luther King one life could be a history maker and mm -hmm. the gravity of that question because he didn't answer me with an answer he answered me with a question and he said what if you save only one life but that one life is mm. that next history maker I was like, I have to do this. I'll, I'll do this for one life. Wow. Wow. That's, I think we need a box of tissues here <laughs> right now. This is really something. But, I mean, I'm, I'm stuck on the, the um, 
the the safe haven law. You know, you you're talking about babies that are abandoned. Are you saying that babies are still abandoned in Wisconsin, even though there are options? Yes. Uh, in fact, two babies that I know of for sure in 2019, one was, um, the, and this is, it's graphic, but in Marshfield, Wisconsin, in April of 2019, there was an infant found in, tied in a plastic grocery store bag in the back of an SUV in a hospital parking lot, Jill. Oh, my the, gosh. The mother and father had gone in um, so that the mother could have treatment. She was bleeding, and they believed their baby to be deceased, so they've tied it up in a bag put it in the back of the SUV and the medical workers you know basically investigated and were like well if you're bleeding because you had a baby where's the baby and it it led to searching and it led to searching their vehicle and the baby was revived briefly and then it did end up passing so um, this is heart-wrenching, but this is an example of what He Knows Your Name does. So I contacted the medical examiner and the police uh, department that was um, investigating, because a lot of times with a criminal investigation, they can't release the body. But I wanted to get in line. You know, I wanted to be in the queue for that body. If nobody claimed that baby, that baby was going to be named and clothed and buried and 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 he knows your name was going to do it you know and um, the good news about that case was that the entire community rallied and they had many many calls about claiming the baby's body and they didn't know yet whether or not the family would so obviously the family would be the first choice but behind the family was a long line that I just got in and so my job is to get in line to claim these babies and to give them a proper burial and to honor their lives give them a name yeah and um and honor their lives and their purpose even though it was short-lived wow and didn't you say uh in a past discussion that we've had is that sometimes he knows your name will pay for the burial uh costs for families that can't afford it yes thank you for remembering that we do help under-resourced families who experience child loss and infant loss so um you know linda's heart is as big as the state of wisconsin so you know if somebody has a need please reach out to me and um we have beautiful wonderful resources in indianapolis and the indiana area that are behind he knows your name ready to help people with burial and funeral costs from child and infant loss Okay. Wow. Um, so if there are people out there that, that want to help in some way or get involved, they should just reach out to you and then you will kind of make the connections that need to be made? Yes. Or they can go to he knows your name.org. Um, from that that's kind of a hub for all these ministries so if they're interested in information about the baby boxes now if they want to do something in Wisconsin legally please reach out to me okay um, because I'd love to get a grassroots movement going to get the baby boxes extended uh, get our safe haven law extended to add those um, so that's more of a Wisconsin thing but if they want to donate or help with the cuddle cots we need those in our hospitals um, he knows your name resources if they want to give toward that or they have resources they can donate, um, please reach out to heknowsyourname.org. Okay, so lots of ways that people can get involved and ignite a passion, right? Yes. Uh, And find out if it's something that they should be doing if they have a call to action, uh, you know, along with the the passion that they they may have. Um, 
so thank you for sharing about He Knows Your Name, mm-hmm. uh, Kimberly. Thank but you before, for letting me. You're welcome. Before I let you go, let's also give our listeners some information on uh, how to get more info, in, info on either FEW membership or where to go to get uh, one of your new great books or both. Yeah. They're companion books after all. So, yes. you know, they, go, yes. they can go together. Where, where would people go for that? So to find out more about f- what FEW offers women, you can go to thefewwomen.com. There's information on membership, publishing, and leadership. We have a wonderful leadership conference coming up in January. And then to, to get any of our books, you can go to Amazon. You can type in um, my name. I, I think they'll pop up with that. I'm, I have a page on Author Central where all my all these books are linked. Or they can visit the store on the, at thefewwomen.com. All the books are featured in my on my website as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for being here today to share the many ways you're making a difference in the lives of women and babies. Thank you for all that you do, Jill, to make differences in so many lives, even just by this wonderful radio show, the many, many, many lives you've touched. Thank you. Well, you are welcome. You're welcome. Well, we've been talking to Kim today about a nonprofit that gives children dignity and honor in death. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we're going to learn about another nonprofit that offers support for women who are struggling with infertility or who have suffered a pregnancy loss. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest today is Maria Notch, founder of Mount Mariah Ministries. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. You're welcome. Excited to hear your story and what what everything's about. Um, You know, we're talking about some tough issues today, but there's definitely a silver lining. You know, we're told that our pain does not go unseen or unheard and that it's often used to help others. So tell us about Mount Moriah Ministries. What, What prompted you to start it? So I have a real passion for people, and um, being a mom who has had four lost pregnancies, I know what that felt like to go through and to walk through. I felt very alone, and that is something that I never want another woman or couple to have to experience by themselves. And so I really, um, my husband and I founded Mount Moriah Ministries to really destigmatize that issue of pregnancy loss and to offer hope to couples mm. as they're walking that difficult journey. And plus, we found that it really put a purpose to our pain. And in helping others, those losses weren't in vain. Mm. Well, why the name? What's the significance of the name? Mount Moriah in the Old Testament is where Abraham was asked by the Lord to literally sacrifice and kill his son Isaac, something that made absolutely no sense and obviously went against everything in Abraham's body. Yet out of obedience and love for the Lord, he trusted and laid his son Isaac down. And as we were going through our losses, that's exactly what we felt like the Lord was asking us to do. It made no sense. We didn't want to do it, but out of love for the Lord and trust in his goodness and plan, we had no other choice than to obey. Yeah, and that's kind of what Kimberly was talking about in our prior segment, that, you know, sometimes you don't have that that pull to, to get involved with an organization, and then sometimes you do. And when you do, 
it's a good idea to follow that lead and be obedient, as you said, to the opportunity to then go out and help other people. Correct. And it actually was through few publications and meeting Kimberly that I felt propelled to start this ministry. Um, I am a few author of two different books, A Few Words of Comfort for the Grieving, in which I obviously write from the perspective of a miscarriage mommy, and then also a book called The Breakthrough Effect, in which we tell our story of breakthrough or the rainbow that comes after the storm and what God did in and through and after our losses. So it was really through her and her organization um, that God planted this seed in our hearts to to, to get into action. Uh, isn't it wonderful how God works? It I is. mean, he just knows who needs to be connected with who, right? That's the truth. So congratulations. You're an author. Thank and you. Are, where do people go to get your books? They can go to my blog, hopeandhealing.blog, okay. to get those. Wow. Well, what was it like to go through four miscarriages, three of them happening in 18 months? You know, it was... It was devastating, if I'm going to be completely honest and transparent. Um... There were so many dreams that, that as a woman you have from the moment you get that positive test, you just your mind immediately goes and fast forwards through time and all of those dreams were crushed and for months I was blindsided by random triggers, you know, a pregnancy announcement or somebody showing up to a family gathering with a newborn. Um, in addition to it being physically taxing on a woman's body, um, You know, you get pregnant, your body is on a nine-month trajectory with your hormones, and it takes a really long time for those things to regulate. So it was... It was a very difficult road. And three of them happening in 18 months. Yes. Wow. Wow. Um, Well, what did people do and say during that time that was helpful? You know, again, we've had other guests on the show that talk about Um, guests that offer support in various ways. And they talk about how important it is to know what to say, but also what not to say. But, you know, what did people, what did they say that was helpful for you? So I found definitely the people who were most helpful were ones that could relate to what we were experiencing. And honestly, as simple as it is, just hearing, I am so sorry for your loss, Mm -hmm. was one of the most comforting things. Um, People delivered meals. uh, People sent flowers. Um, people would say the names of the babies that we had sent to heaven. And it just brought so much comfort to our heart when they would recognize that life. Very much so like what Kimberly was talking about, he knows your name does. Yeah. Um, hurtful things, you know, when people tell you, oh, you're young, you're going to have more kids. You know, oh. they mean well, they're trying to comfort you. But no one knows what the future holds. That's a promise that they don't actually no for certain or oh you just have to relax and it'll happen love that one love that one drink a glass of wine yes Yes. right right it's just that simple so and again you know always take it with a grain of salt because people are trying to be comforting and they're trying to be helpful but really what I found Jill was that God doesn't need defending you know a lot of people will say everything happens for a reason And I find that when they're saying that, they're trying to defend their image of God. And I don't believe that he needs defending. I think that God's people need comforting. So something Mm -hmm. more appropriate to say might be that God does promise to work all things for the good. 
And that includes tragedy, that he can weave and work something good out of a difficult situation, and that we will be here for you as you walk this journey, and that we will not forget what you've gone through. It's so much more comforting. Yeah, and that your pain, and I know that it doesn't always help at that moment, but after you've gone through some grieving, then you can look back and say, okay, Lord, how do you want to use this tragedy for good and how can I help other people yes that are going through it because you're gonna know you 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 stated before what what was helpful for you what was what was uh, uh, harmful so you've been through it so what perfect person then to offer support and encouragement to someone else Mm -hmm. you know that has gone through the same thing absolutely absolutely and then I, uh, I had talked with a, a previous guest about um, her son, who she lost at 10 months. And I said, um, I'm sorry that you lost your son. And just her countenance blew me away because she, she looked at me and she smiled and she said, oh, I haven't lost Bo. I know exactly where he is. And God wants me to use this pain for the good of others. And you've stated that in a little different way, but bottom line is it's the same. And how beautiful is that to recognize that, yes, it was painful, and I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But knowing that, you then are able to use that to help someone else. It's very encouraging. Correct. Well, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but when we return, return, we're going to discuss just how common pregnancy loss is as well as cutting-edge medical technology that has a higher success rate than in vitro fertilization. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking with Maria Notch, founder of Mount Mariah Ministries. So, Maria, you've you've been through four miscarriages. Um, going through one would be extremely difficult. Oh my goodness! But how common is pregnancy loss? So the statistic is that one in four women will experience pregnancy loss in their lifetime. And that is only the known pregnancies that are lost, the women who knew that they were currently pregnant. So we had, we expect, actually anticipate, that that statistic is on the low end and that pregnancy loss is actually more common than 25%. Yeah, I read somewhere that it was 50% of all pregnancies end in miscarriages, but those, again, are of unknown pregnant the, the women were not aware that Correct. they were pregnant Known so and unknown. yeah that's that's really something but okay so we understand that pregnancy loss is really not really not all that uncommon um what about infertility then is that also not uncommon you know what are the stats on that yes so 10 percent of women struggle with infertility 15 percent of women um, have trouble conceiving and so really it's it's almost one in six will experience infertility in their lifetime and we're finding that it is on an upward 
an upward trajectory that it's actually becoming more common um, with our current generation and whether that's because of environmental factors or diet, um, that number is unfortunately on the rise. Mm, that four-letter word, diet, nobody likes to hear that. Correct. <laughs> but really, I mean, what you the food you put in your mouth has a consequence in many ways, health-related, health right? It does. Yeah. Um, well, you've had healthy full-term pregnancy, so congrats Thank you. on that. Um, what medical support have you found through that process? Yes, so my husband and I found what is called NAPRO technology, and with the support of NAPRO doctors, we were able to carry our son full-term. He is now seven and Yay. absolutely a bright spot in our life. So NAPRO technology monitors and maintains reproductive and gynecologic health. Um, there's 30 years in research. So it really is a newer technology, um, but it studies the normal and the abnormal states of women's cycles. And their goal and mission is really to identify problems and correct them. So it is not a Band-Aid. It is not an artificial fix. Um, they really do identify issues, gynecologic and reproductive issues, and support them and correct them. So it's in cooperation with the body. They, they do biomarker monitoring. They do diagnostic laparoscopies. They do um, ultrasound scans of follicles and watch an ovulation process so that they can, again, identify if there is an issue. They do hormone assessment, and their hormonal support that they offer women is all bioidentical hormones. Mm -hmm. um, and many, many, many other services they offer. It's the most individualized care I have ever seen from a doctor. For example, their intake appointments with new patients are typically 90 minutes. Oh, you are wow. literally sitting with a doctor for 90 minutes. And it's not just looking at your gynecologic health. They literally do everything from diet to exercise to natural supplements as well as medications. They're absolutely incredible, and I really believe the future of OBGYN care. And didn't you say that they helped you in another way as well? Yes. So if medically unsuccessful with a couple, NAPRO doctors are known to encourage, support, and assist couples with adoption. And I will never forget, um, about five years after our son was born, we were working with a NAPRO surgeon again. And we had done many different treatments, and my body was really the healthiest it had ever been. Um, however, my husband and I just seemed to stop conceiving, which was very strange for us, Jill, because again, I've had five pregnancies. Four of them were miscarriages. But during those years, we had no trouble conceiving. So when we found ourselves dealing with secondary infertility, we were very confused, didn't know what to do. I imagine. And there my NAPRO surgeon is sitting across from me and she said, Maria, I think it's time that you and Jacob talk about adoption. And that led us down a journey. And really, believe it or not, that conversation was about nine months prior to us bringing our baby girl home mm. from the hospital. We adopted a little girl. She's now almost a year and a half old. And 
Our wow. family couldn't be happier. Yeah. So and they are really getting to know you and go to bat for you, not necessarily just for the organization. Correct. You know, they're doing what's best for you. Correct. They are literally sometimes working themselves out of a job that is the high integrity um, individuals, the amount of high integrity that those individuals have. That really kind of speaks to how well you do your job. Yes. I mean, it sounds crazy, but, I mean, if you are going to that extent, even at the risk of, of – the demise of your organization, it really speaks to, you know, the passion and the purpose and the, the uh, mentality of the people that are running that. Correct. Um, as you walk with couples that are dealing with infertility and loss, what kind of services and support do you offer them then? Sure. I really like to think of myself as um, in the accompaniment ministry business and that I, I will help couples through the physical process, whether they are miscarrying at home, whether they're opting for a DNC or to induce a miscarriage. I help them through that physical process, the emotional challenges that obviously come along with it, the issue of remains, what do we do with our baby's remains, um, burial and services, the aftermath for the months afterwards, um, especially as women approach what would have been their due dates. That's often a time where grief resurfaces. Um, we also have uh, resources that we offer. I have a handful of books that are kind of my go-to resources to give couples as they're dealing with this, helping them name their babies. Even if they had a miscarriage 50 years ago and never named that child, that's something that I still do and sit with women. I actually had one woman She's in her 80s, and she experienced a loss literally 50 years ago and never really told anyone. Her and her husband were the only ones who knew about it, and she heard about our ministry, and she shared with me that she had lost that little one, and she did name that baby. And I was the first person mm. she had ever told what that oh. little one's name was and what a privilege that was to get yeah. to walk with her and help her heal. Mm. So many different resources. Um, my favorite part, I think, is walking with women as they have their rainbow babies. So a rainbow baby is a name for a baby that comes and, it, and is carried to term after you've experienced pregnancy loss. And literally just last week, I had a girl send me a text message with a picture of her brand new baby boy that is her rainbow baby. And it's just Aww. so beautiful to see that rainbow after the storm. And very fulfilling, I would imagine. Yes. So, well, with that older woman that you were just talking about telling her story, I bet that is so um, cathartic. You know, it's it's such a healing process. Um, how has telling your story impacted other people? Actually, number one, I think it has opened my eyes to just how common this is. Women have come out of the woodwork to tell me their story. And that's the second thing I realized is how much women want to tell their story. That, like you said, it is therapeutic for them. Um, and that's what I appreciate about the FEW organization is that they allow women to tell their story. And Women carry this forever. They will never forget their losses that they've had. And this work is life-changing. It empowers them. Uh, it helps them heal. And I think that that's, that's one of the most beautiful things. It's, it's really incredible to witness. Mm, I bet it is. Um, what has surprised you then throughout the process of launching a ministry? 
really the stories. They blow me away, the stories that women tell me, whether it's they lost siblings when they were little and they, you know, one woman, her mom had had a stillborn. And this woman is middle-aged and telling me how she still remembers as a child, a young child holding her baby brother or sister in the hospital. And yet once they left the hospital, their family never, ever, ever again spoke of that life Mm -hmm. and how traumatizing that was. And here she's now later in life and finally opening up about it. The stories I I could go on all day if we had time. The stories have absolutely amazed me again, how common this is. And, and again, that's our mission to just let women know that they are not alone as they're going through this. Mm. So uh, I, I say this all the time, and it's so true. There's never enough time to talk about all the things that we want to talk about, but we're hoping to just plant a mustard seed so people can get a sampling of all the great organizations that are out there to to um, to help other people, and then people can look them up and get further information. So how can people get involved and support what you're doing? Absolutely. I think number one is just to educate themselves on what to say and what to do. Um, again, I'm always here to walk with couples, and we are training leaders and companions to do this ministry as well. And we're really a brand-new ministry, so we're trying to get the word out. So any any resources, um, you know, speaking engagements, any of those things, I'm just excited to talk to anybody and everybody so that, again, no woman has to be alone as she's going through this. Okay. And we tell people, too, after their, uh, their show airs, then about a week later becomes a podcast on our website, and the organization, the nonprofit, then gets to use that file for their own purposes. So... There's people are going to be able to hear your story all over with with Spotify, Stitcher, Google and Apple options with podcasts and being on our website. It's just wonderful to know that this exists for you because you'll be able to share it with so many people. But if if what you've heard today resonates with you, talk about it. Uh, Pray about if if you should get involved. Um, And if so, to what extent? Um, there's so much to be learned here with all the wonderful people that are doing great things. So uh, thank you for being here today and sharing your story and, and sharing how you are making an impact on uh, women. Thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate you having me here today. And um, again, also people can go to my blog if they need more information, hopeandhealing.blog. They can reach me there. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank both my guests today, uh, Kimberly Krieger, who is the founder of Fellowship of Extraordinary Women, or FEW, and she's also the uh, Wisconsin representative for He Knows Your Name, and Maria Notch, founder of Mount Mariah Ministries. Thank you both for all the ways you provide love for babies, uh, both born and unborn, and support for their families. If you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. You can listen to the show live by tuning in to WISN AM 1130 on Sunday mornings at 10, or tune in via the iHeartRadio app. Uh, For previously aired interviews, you can also visit our website at ellenbecker.com, and you can listen to the podcast on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So join us again next Sunday morning as we learn about wonderful organizations and people who use their purpose and their passion to make a difference in the lives of others, both in our community and beyond. We hope that this will inspire you to use your passion 
your purpose to get involved and find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Happy Sunday.